Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey friends, happy Monday. How are you? I am recording from a different location, so I am hoping that this does not sound like we are in a parking garage together, but you know what? That's okay. If so, um, happy Monday. How are you doing? Maybe it's Tuesday when you're listening. Maybe it's Friday. If so, happy Friday. The weekend is here. Whenever you're listening, I am thankful so thankful that you're here. Um, it's been a hot minute since uh, we have done the last word that we talked about on the podcast was the word beauty. And so if you missed that episode, y'all was really good. Um, it was really challenging. That was a challenging word to talk about. And one that I've been going back to a lot, the Lord's really been um, honing that in on me and just really challenging me to go back to that. Um, So if you did not catch that episode, I suggest you go back to last week's. Also, if you missed the interview with Sean and Lynette about radiating in relationships and in marriage and just as individuals, um, y'all go listen. They are so solid, so awesome, so grateful for um, them coming on and being guests. So anyway, um, guys, guess what also? So I don't know if you're listening to this, and it may be way later than um, than when this was actually recorded, but we just kind of celebrated July 4th and had that. And so this week's word is very pertinent and relevant to where we've been. Um, it's the word freedom. Like, what does it mean to experience freedom? What does that mean for our lives in a way that is... Um, that aligns with scripture. What does that look like for us? So I'm excited to dig into that this week. I was going to let you guys know. So it's less than a week until Radiate releases the new devotional. Oh my goodness, August 3rd. I can't believe it. Um, The third devotional book. I'm so grateful, so grateful for this opportunity and can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it. Um, I really am excited about this book because... To me, the Holy Spirit is just all over it. And I think right now we're all kind of going, what's my life amounting to, right? What is my purpose? How can I radiate in a field that maybe doesn't feel like ministry? Or how can I radiate as a new mom and I'm losing my mind, right? Or how can I radiate the love of Jesus to people who make it really difficult to radiate the love of Jesus. So I just really believe it's going to encourage all of us. I'm excited to talk more about it, Um, but I will put that link in the show notes if you have not pre-ordered it. Anyway, okay, are you all ready to focus in? Um, It's going to be a good one. Are you ready to take a deep breath? Let's take a deep breath before we refocus. Ready? Jesus is here. Do you believe it? Do you think he has something to say to you? 
I hope you're not just rolling through this podcast and treating it automatic. God has something to say to you. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you have the King of Kings fighting for you. So this is going to be, this is going to be good. So let's refocus together. F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for today. Okay. All right, God. So this word we're talking about is freedom. And like I mentioned, we just celebrated, you know, July 4th recently. Or if not too long, you know what that the, the theme of the holiday is about. Just we always say let freedom ring, right? We are celebrating our independence as a country. So I think naturally when we hear this word, or maybe just me, this word freedom we immediately think of the word independence, right? However, when it comes to our freedom in Jesus, it is actually equivalent to realizing our independence is actually the freedom to choose dependence on God. And I think sometimes that feels a little bit confusing because um, I think when we hear this word freedom, we're like, okay, that, that just means I get to do whatever I want, right? It means that that I'm able to um, run free. It means that I can choose, you know, we think of Independence Day, like we, we can we can choose to, to do whatever we want, have whatever we want, practice whatever we want, talk about whatever we want, say whatever we want, all that kind of stuff. Total, de- total independence. But when it comes to freedom in Jesus, what it means is that we have the ability, the freedom to choose dependence on God, which is actually the way to a rich life, right? And in the Focus Devotional, which I don't know if you have a copy of that, if you don't, I highly suggest getting it because it'll make this podcast make so much more just sense and it'll give you kind of something to go along with every week with the word. Um, But anyway, I talk about this story and oh gosh, kind of having PTSD looking back on it. But I just talked a little bit about a story of when my neighbor asked me to take care of their dog, Sadie. And I, I mean, I knew Sadie, obviously, well, and um, she was so cute. And they were going on a trip. And so they said, hey, will you go let her out and feed her? I was like, sure, totally. So um, it Anyway, my parents live next to her and next to them. And so I went to let the dog out and um, I opened the door. Her food was outside. Okay. I opened the door and, and mind you, she's an older dog. I mean, she's not a puppy. And I opened the door and she absolutely, y'all, she beelines it. Like, I, I, so she's like flash like I don't I don't even I don't I don't even see her I don't even know how she gets out like I didn't I didn't open the door in a wide gap fashion like I don't I really don't even remember it I think I blocked it out from my mind and she just starts running the garage door is open and she just she like beelines it out of there so I see her and I, of course I just start panicking and run after her and I'm at this point I'm like screaming her name naturally 
she goes to the cul-de-sac, goes to the back of the cul-de-sac, and there's this gap, and she goes, like, through it, and she squeezes her body somehow to where she gets to the other side of the road, like, through, like, the, a passageway to the other part of the neighborhood. So, of course, I can't do that. So, I'm just, like, screaming her name. I'm trying to think of, okay, where, what direction would she have gone? Where is she at? At this point, this neighborhood that I'm talking about is, like, a connect the dots, and it's huge, and it's so confusing. I have the time to use my GPS app in the neighborhood to get around. And so, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lori, there's a million places she could be. I'm panicking. I'm thinking, of course, this is going to happen to me. She's going to get hurt. Where'd she go? Oh my gosh, what do I do? So I'm screaming her name. I'm like sprinting, completely out of breath. Long story short, turns out um, I the, the family that I was dog sitting for or taking care of her, they were on an airplane. So I couldn't call them and be like, hey, uh, which is the last thing I wanted to do to eat anyway. But I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know the right thing to do. Is this normal? Has she ever done this? Where does she go? Does she have a usual place she retreats to? Right? I'm just like, what? Uh, the, I'm, I'm terrified. And I'm already thinking I'm going to have to move houses. Right? Like, I cannot be neighbors with uh, losing a beloved, a family's beloved dog. But long story short, the parents of my neighbors ended up coming. They were bringing the kids home from school they all they did was pretty much say um, Sadie's name, and she was already headed back home. Like she was already making her merry way back home. She had done this plenty of times. They were not shocked. They're like, "Oh, she's done this a few times," and she was she was totally fine. She had you know she had her own little pathway. She and she also knew you know she beelined it out of that house, but she was ready to get back home. That's all born of my story. Long story short, Sadie knew the boundary lines that her the owners that that her owners had given her fell in pleasant places. They fell in protective places. She knew that the freedom that she had at her home and in the place where she was safe and she was fed and she was protected was good. And so she was immediately going, hey, I ran away, but I'm, I'm already ready to go back, right? She was finding her way back already. And as her owner, um, as the parents called, they, you know, she heard their voice and, and came back. And it reminded me so much of God because I just thought, you know, how often are we just like Sadie where we immediately just see a moment to exercise our independence or we get stubborn or we go our own way and very shortly we find out that our boundary lines that our owner or that our king or shepherd have drawn for us are actually in pleasant places they protect us right Sadie's Sadie's um fence that kept her in was not to prevent her from living her best life it was to protect her freedom. It was to allow her to say, hey, we're going to open this. And, and any you can go run and play and jump and do whatever you want to do within these parameters. But if you go outside these parameters, it will not be good for you. You'll have to live on the edge. It will not. Your safety is not insured. And so that's what Jesus does for us, right? 
Jesus is never trying to keep us from living a full life by giving us his instruction manual. He's never trying to prevent us from having fun or seeing the world or living adventurously or whatever it is that we want to do. But he's saying, hey, if you aren't careful and if you go outside where I have drawn the lines for you, then there are some things that are going to be at risk. And what you think is your freedom will actually, you'll you'll become enslaved to the fact that you no longer know what's good and what's safe, right? And so, I I know it's kind of a loose analogy, but it really helped me see that a lot of times we see these boundary lines and these parameters and the Lord's instruction sometimes as inhibiting factors, but really what it is is this completely for our protection, It's for our enjoyment. It's so that when we go out and we live, that we can take delight in what we're doing and know that he is protecting us. Freedom is not the absence of choices or having total reign and access. Rather, it is the choice to pick God's boundary lines, which ensure total safety and security no matter where we are. Romans 6.22 says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. Y'all, here's the deal. It's not that we don't want to have responsibilities. I think that's what we think we're after. Like we want a life where we're just floating on a lake and no responsibilities and nothing to do. And despite how it feels sometimes, that that would be great, right, to not have stress. It's not that we want to live like willy-nilly. Like, it's not that we don't want to have responsibility. We were created to hold responsibility. Rather, it's, it's who our allegiance is to that determines the freedom we experience. So when our allegiance is to ourselves or the world, the result is bondage. When our allegiance is to God, the result is freedom. It's impossible to choose both. The world will tell us that we can have both because then it knows we compromise the other. But the Lord says, hey, no, no, no. There's no there's no way to go about it. Either you trust that the lines I've drawn for you and you listen and you obey and you experience freedom where you're putting yourself at risk, right? But why is freedom scary? Like, I was thinking about it. Like, why why do we, we want freedom, right? We know it's enticing, it's romantic, it's, it's what we want, and we want a life that's free, but why, why do we think it can probably be scary? I think we know our own tendency to run towards the darkness, right? We come back to this a lot, but, but we are eternal beings. This means that we weren't created for this world. This also means that When we start to lose ourselves in it, our souls crave home again. Y'all, we know when something is off. You know what I'm saying. Like, you know when you're just kind of living like you're just coasting or you're doing what you want and you very much know that you are not adhering to your father. You are not sitting down with him. You are not leaning in. You know that he probably has something to say about what you're up to or how you're spending your time or your resources. But frankly, it would require some change. And so you think, okay, well, I'm just going to keep, like, living YOLO, right? But 
because our hearts were created by him and for him, we know when we're living like that. We know that we actually aren't safe when we're the ones who are determining where we run and what we do. And why do we want freedom? Like, why, why is freedom so attractive? Because ultimately we want to choose to be happy, right? We think that if we're given total flexibility and the room to decide to pursue contentment, we will find it. I think freedom feels like this ticket, right, to the full life. But it's only when we choose freedom in Jesus, a.k.a. when we totally devote ourselves to him and to pleasing him and to following him, that we actually experience the contentment we are after. I love this verse in Psalm 33. It says, What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. Psalm 33, 12. It goes on to say later in this psalm that it's those who fear the Lord that are protected, preserved, and provided for. And isn't that what freedom is, y'all? It sounds a little bit backwards, but isn't freedom ultimately fearing God? Because... Ultimately, when we choose to fear God and revere his instruction, so to do what he says, we walk in obedience and we actually know freedom. Freedom is not, like I said, the the absence of responsibility or the ability to, it's not being forced into a way of life. It is choosing to say, I know I could do this and I could do this. And I know, I know which way is better. And that's what I'm choosing. You know, and I, I think our hearts know that they are at war with our heads and what we see. Right? I think that they know that the only, it's only entrusting in the sovereignty of Jesus that we actually experience this life we're, we're after. No matter what it requires us to sacrifice. But it's also a lot of times we kind of compete with the voices that we hear and what's in our heads. And we have a lot of stuff kind of vying for our attention. And so I think sometimes we we can get confused. This also reminds me of this truth. The sovereignty of God will never ask us to sacrifice something that makes our hearts eternally happy. Its boundary lines protect our inheritance, not prevent it. Y'all, God if we ever think that if freedom to us and obeying God sounds like something that we don't want for our lives, we have a very inaccurate view of God. Or if we're worried that he's going to withhold joy or take away the adventure or subtract delight or remove um, what we really want from living, we don't know our God. Because if we really did, then we would say every single time I choose his way, I don't even have to understand it, but I know his heart and that's what I want. Can I ask you, what is holding you back from being free? And usually we know this pretty immediately. Like it can be an array of things and usually it's a combination of things. And this can be everything from people-pleasing to anxiety to an addiction to something good, like a solid job or a relationship. But whatever it is, 
if it receives the majority of your devotion and robs you of your ability to prioritize God, you've become a slave to it. You are no longer free, and it controls you far more than you realize. Y'all, what didn't COVID probably show a lot of us that? That we didn't really realize we were enslaved to some things in our lives, even, even to good rhythms. Y'all, we can't be flexible and bend to the will of God and be, and be nimble to, where he, to what happens and, and to still walk in peace. It actually has way more control over us than we realize. And can I be honest with you? Like, I think and I would bet that upon hearing this podcast that's on freedom, you already had something that popped up in your heart. Or it arose in your soul as you kept, you know, hearing as I was getting started, kind of that that you know is keeping you from walking in freedom. We're not often, like sometimes we're unaware, but a lot of times it's not that we're unaware of these hard things. It's just that we have a really hard time admitting them. Or, let's be honest, they're pleasure-filled. And we're scared. What is our life going to look like if we really surrender this thing? Like we know it's not helping us and we know that we're bound to it. But at this point, we've become a slave to it and it's relatively comfortable. You know, I have to a lot of times get honest about the inside chatter in my head and in my heart and realize that a lot of times what holds me back is just false narratives that I continue to feed, right? It's not even, it's not even things that are happening in my life. That's so silly. But how, how thankful is the devil that he doesn't even have to do hardly any work? When we just spin a soundtrack, it's not even reality. And it keeps us from building a future and walking in the freedom we put on our own shackles. He literally sits in a recliner, eats a Lunchable, and watches us put the latch on once again that day again because we've decided that that's what we deserve. And so many times... I think about, oh my gosh, I have kept myself in this cycle. And the Lord is like, hey, hey, you get up. Undo those shackles. Like you you get to roam free in this yard. Everything here is yours. And you have access to it. And I'll protect you. And there's some stuff I want you to do, right? Anything that does not align with God's view of you or keeps you from prioritizing his will for your life is a hurdle that keeps you from walking in the freedom he has planned for your life. Let's break that down. Okay, so anything that does not align with God's view of you or keeps you from prioritizing his will, all of that is just something that the enemy's trying to to throw in your way, right? To keep you from walking in the freedom that God has already said, hey, this is yours. And I think that's why a lot of times it's hard. Like it's not necessarily these really bad things. Um, Sometimes that keep us. It's just these not truths or these half truths, even half truths, y'all. If they kind of align, but they're a little bit like aligned with culture and kind of self-seeking or confuse us a little bit and kind of keep us stagnant like if it does not align with what God says about us 
or about his character, it's keeping us from being free. And you know the hard and the tricky part about freedom, and I was thinking a lot about this, is that we can convince most everyone around us, and even ourselves, I've done it, that we're walking in freedom when we are very much still shackled up. It's like we're scared to go back and say, you know what, actually, I'm struggling a little bit. And I want to convince you that, like, my life is grand and everything's great and that Instagram picture that I posted is actually real life, real time, and that's how I feel on the inside. But I'm not there. And I think that's the thing about freedom is a lot of times um, from the outside looking in, it can look one way, but really a lot of where God wants to release us, right, where God wants to say, hey, like I want your heart to be free. I want your soul to be free. I want your mind to be free to be free of clutter, of anxiety, of panic, of confusion, of stress, all these things. And it can't do that if you're aligning yourself with things that are not what I have planned for you or not what I've said about you. Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. This leads me to my next question. I was just thinking about, you know, what is tempting to do with our freedom? Like when we know, okay, God has literally given us freedom. Like it, it's promised. It is a, it is what he offers when he took the cross. Our tendency and our temptation is to serve ourselves, right? Like to build our own kingdom, to to totally just go willy-nilly, like I was saying earlier, to just lack self-control. To just spend our time, spend our resources, spend our energy building our kingdom, collecting treasure, doing whatever feels good in the moment. Galatians 5, 13 through 14 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. I love these verses and how they direct us about about our freedom, right? One, like, be weary, right? That you don't use your freedom to feed your flesh because you will want to. Y'all, when, when Scripture gives us warnings or it says, hey, be careful about this, it's because it knows we'll be tempted to do exactly that. Like with Sadie, like, don't just open the gates and go buck wild because you can. Or say, oh, there's an outlet. So if somebody was telling me, if somebody, if God was telling me to obey, then maybe he's keeping something from me. And so then we start to lack trust, right? Freedom is directly related to trust. Rather, we need to respect the boundary lines. And I love how Galatians and Luke, they both say, hey, look, you were given freedom so that you can serve one another. That is why you have freedom. It is not to serve yourself. And when we do serve ourselves and when that's how we spend our time and we, and we feel empty, well, this is why, right? Because that's not what the purpose of it's for. When you think of having total freedom, like what image comes to your mind? For some reason, I always imagine like an open field. I don't know how like 
where the sun's shining and flowers are blooming and honestly peace is just present like like I can just run and my hair's blowing in the wind right and I'm just like there's strawberries (laughs) I don't know but like we imagine these scenarios where stress is relieved and things just like financial stress or conflict or other difficulties like they just aren't keeping us from experiencing joy right like we can just run and and know that we're safe and secure and that the weather's going to be good and we know that God's got us and I keep coming back to whenever I think about this word freedom as a scripture in second corinthians it says now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom Yo, when we imagine what freedom is, we we can think about it like a feel, but what it really is is it's just where the Spirit of the Lord is. Which means that literally can be anywhere. Scripture paints this perfect picture because here's the thing. I think sometimes when we um, think about obedience, to God and and think about we start to kind of get in our heads and then we start to doubt right if he, if he's good is he withholding from us am I missing out is this really the life that like God has for me is this like what do I want I mean you know we start to kind of go all interstellar in our heads and I think scripture like this kind of calls us back hey look the Lord is the spirit and he's inside of you okay and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. So wherever you go, you have Jesus, you have Holy Spirit, you have access to freedom. End of story. And that's so cool and so comforting. Like when we entrust our hearts to him and we surrender our lives to him, there's nowhere we walk that the spirit does not go before us. And this means that this is true. Are you ready? Because the spirit always goes with us, we can enter any situation, endure any stress, and face any skeleton and still operate in freedom. Y'all, what that means for you wherever you're listening today is that no family issue can make you feel bound. What that means for you today is that no skeleton that you've had to face in your past can place shame on you and tell you that you don't get to run free. What that means for you is that no matter the stress that's up ahead or whatever situation that you have going on today, that you get to obey God and know, I know where he's drawn the boundary lines of my life. And I know that there's temptation like Sadie to maybe run out and it looks like the sun's shining and maybe the grass is greener over there. But I can trust God. And I know that if he's told me to stay right here or do this thing or believe this or walk this way or give this or sacrifice this or surrender this or whatever it is, that I can trust him. Because I know it's hard. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And he's here and he's with me. So this life right here, the one I'm living, it is good. And I get to operate in freedom in this place. What happens, y'all, when we start to confuse the freedom the world offers and the freedom Jesus offers? And I was just wanting to kind of close up with this because I think they're very different, right? And we get tempted a lot to 
for the world to say, hey, your Savior is totally just like ripping you off. What about this? Right? It's like Adam and Eve in the garden. I mean, that, like, I mean, that's what the enemy was after. Hey, aren't you, didn't, like, he put you in this garden so you could do whatever you want? Like, and he's trying to constrict you. And that's what the enemy does is he tries to paint Jesus as that he's restricting the abundance of our lives when really what the Lord's doing is he's protecting it. And, you know, whether... The world's pretty good at tying freedom to, like, a specific thing, right? Like, whether it be a salary amount, maybe, like, a relationship or a marriage we think we want, a certain goal we've worked towards, or, um, you know, just something to do with our physical appearance, or even just security with what we do for Jesus, even, y'all, even ministry, all these things, you know what they all have in, 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 similar like what what they all have in common they're all based on us they're all based on our abilities our stature our self and this kind of freedom when it's attached to you and me it ends in guilt it ends in shame it's based on performance it ends in condemnation it's always attached to striving (laughs) and it's so much work and we can't keep it up And so the freedom is temporary, and we know it, and we sense it. But then, Jesus, when we realize that we have believed the lie and we realign with him, we get to walk in the freedom that he offers. And we realize we don't need that $20,000 more of a salary. It would be nice. Yeah, sure. We don't need that perfect skin or that weight at that certain number, right? We don't need... We don't have to be married in order to walk in the freedom that God says is for us in this season. And I know that's way easier said than done. But really this freedom that's attached to the joy and the peace is all about our devotion to him. The grace of God is immediate. And what that means is the moment that we accept his mercy and we release the shackles, We can run with him. Condemnation and shame, they don't have a voice where the freedom of God operates. I wanted to read a few scriptures over you guys as we close up just because they're like healing balm for your soul. And I don't know where you're at in your journey with freedom, which is a continual process, P.S. It's not like you achieve it, it's slapped on you, and then you... You never lose. Like, I think it's just, it's a continual. We're always going through transitions. We're always in the process of learning who we are in Jesus. We are always being sanctified. Right? And as we enter these different seasons of our lives and we learn more about who He is and in turn who we are in Him, we realize that we often have these layers like an onion that we're peeling off that were really like shackles on us or that kept us restricted. And the more that we see who Jesus is in true light of His glory, the more that we rip those off and go, oh my God, that's what free that that was freedom in that area. Right? The richer our lives get, the more abundant they get, the less heavy our loads feel. So I'm going to read these over to you. Micah 7:19. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Isaiah 1:18. Come now. 
Let us reason together, says the Lord, that your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. That they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Psalm 103, 8-12 The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. I wanted to read those over you because I need you to know, wherever you're listening, whatever you have going on, we all have these things, these hurdles, these weights that we've attached to our feet that tell us we can't run as fast or that there's something in our way or that we're not good enough or that we're not maybe met for a life of freedom like other people. But that's not true. Freedom is available to you and to me. No matter what you've done or what your situation is or how long you've been there or how much you've struggled or whatever it is, or what you doubted about God, you are his kid. Shame is not your story. Condemnation's not your countenance, okay? Disgrace, not your direction, doesn't belong to you. Freedom. Freedom is your now. It's my now. It's your future. It's my future. It's your forever. It's my forever. When we believe in Jesus, isn't that such good news? Like he says, hey, you, run free. Do you see this place? Look at, look at, I'm going to lead you down paths of righteousness. When you start to veer off, you will get anxious because you know that it's only where I have you that security and joy and strength and peace are found. Every week in the devotional, we end with a focus tip. And so this week's is this. When you feel stuck in a situation you can't seem to get out of, remember the word freedom. And know that because of Jesus, you are free to be who you were meant to be. Y'all, the only allegiance that we own at work, at home, in our marriage, at at the end of the day, is all to the Lord. We can walk in freedom if if we know that we are aligning with him and saying, God, does this please you? And if so, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk forward. I'm going to have confidence. I'm going to trust that you will deal with the repercussions and that you have put me in pleasant places. I'm going to end with the Monday prayer. Um, Man, I didn't mean for it to go that long. But, you know, freedom is one of those words. I was really honestly having kind of a hard time even thinking about some different points. Because freedom is just all-encompassing. It's about everything, right? Our whole lives are around this concept of we desperately want to be free. And we so quickly attach things to ourselves and put weights on our feet that hold us back. And the Lord says, no, 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 that's not the life I have for you. And so it's sanctification is the continual process of realizing what those weights are, taking them off and running with them again, grabbing his hand, right? So I'm going to read this Monday prayer over you. If you can, close your eyes. If not, um, just know that he's with you, okay? And he's empowering you. So this prayer is for you. Hey, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of another Monday. The weekends help me slow down and look around to enjoy all that you've made and given me. Thank you for that time. Help me to not look at this week as a series of obligations, but 
rather as a time of opportunities to live out my faith and use my gifts. Thank you for the way that you bring order, contentment, and peace to my regimen, my relationships, and my responsibilities. Will you help me trust the boundary lines you've drawn for my life, even when I worry that I'm missing something or feel behind? The surest way I can experience lasting freedom and joy is to go where you say go, stay where you say stay, and hold your hand as I walk along. That's a life I want to live, committed to you. When my flesh wants to take the wheel and I find my heart wanting immediate gratification, call me back to your hiding place. Increase my awareness of you. Remind me that I have the Holy Spirit and strengthen my faith. I am your child and my heart was created for you. Help me surrender my fears and run hard after you. In the joyous, freeing, and sovereign name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all, I hope you have the best day. If this encouraged you, would you share it? Would you tag your friend? If someone you know is kind of feeling held back, confused, struggling, or just needs to be reminded, hey, look, you are free and, and joyous and, and God's plan for your life and the boundary lines he has for your life, no matter what it looks like right this second, they are good. They are worth trusting. Would you tag them? Would you share? Would you send um, this to them? I hope it encouraged you. I'm grateful for you. I hope you have the best week and know that you are so loved and that you get to run free, trusting that God has your back. If you align with him and you entrust yourself to his care, you are safe and secure. How comforting is that? Oh my gosh, we get to take a deep breath today. Have the best day. We will see you next time.